Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Black Girls Have Anxiety 2, the safe space created for Black women by Black women to strip away the taboo of talking about mental health. You'll hear from mental health professionals and advocates as well as Black women sharing their experiences as we break down the complexities, explore ways to heal, and support each other. My name is Ashley, I'm your host. Whether you're a seasoned regular or this is your first time tuning in, thank you so much for your support. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Black Girls Have Anxiety 2. I'm your host, Ashley. I want to say thank you first off to everybody that is listening. Um, I know it has been a little while. It's It's been a minute. Um, and I do not have a guest today. This is going to be the first episode ever where I do not have a guest. This episode is really for... Um, me to check in and let you know what the heck is going on on my end and why why it's been a little stagnant lately. Um, <clears throat> so this is just going to be an intimate episode between you and me and um, no guests today. Uh, I do have a lot of really amazing guests lined up for this summer. Uh, I really can't wait to um, start pushing out those recordings, but this is just an opportunity for me to kind of touch base and and hopefully give everybody else a chance to check in with with yourself internally as to where you're at. Um, I I uh, I know that uh, there are some uh, cons- I don't want to say consistent. There there are some just amazing people that have been following this podcast for a really long time. There are also some people that you might be new and might, this might be your first episode. So welcome. Um, but I just want to kind of give everybody an update as to where I'm at, why there's been a lull in the episodes coming out like the past month or so, um, and just what to expect um, moving forward. So before we jump in and I tell you how life has really been life and in, in doing its thing uh, lately, uh, I want to, I know I usually start off with Fast and Curious when I have a guest and, you know, we do a little kind of uh, icebreaker set of questions for a few minutes just to kind of get to know them. Um, well, I'm not going to be a weirdo and ask myself questions. <laughs> and so I thought, well, what else could I do? Um, to kind of uh, engage with everybody and also um, give give everyone a chance to take a deep breath um, and take a moment to yourself for for a second. We can we can experience this moment together. You won't be by yourself. I'll be with you. But um, if you are following on Instagram, you've probably seen I've been doing uh, moments of gratitude, and so I wanted to transition that or take that into my episodes and um, start doing moments of gratitude. So this is going to be the first official one. Um, (sighs) Gratitude is something that when I, when my anxiety was at its worst, it's something that I really leaned into. I actually bought a gratitude journal and forced myself to journal. I'm not a journal girl. That is not something that is in my coping toolbox. Um, But when I was doing that and filling out that gratitude journal every single morning, um, 
And I think it was something simple. Like I just wrote five things that I'm thankful for. Um, and then it had me write something I'm looking forward to today or something like that. But um, I did that before I touched my phone in the morning. I did that, um, you know, consistently. I want to say I did it for like four months straight. Like it was, and it was a great exercise for me to wake up in gratitude um, and as opposed to waking up and being super anxious and then triggering my anxiety even more by being on my phone and doing the endless scroll or the doom scroll, as I like to call it, um, where you're just your nervous system for me, my nervous system, not yours. My nervous system was just like inundated with so much information. It was almost like computer overload. So I'm going to translate into this because like I said, life has been lifing. And I think moments of gratitude kind of bring us, uh, center us a little bit. Um, so I wanted to do this exercise with you all. Um, and in this moment of gratitude, I want us to uh, start off by taking a few deep breaths together. Yes, I know it's a little different than than the norm, but just rock with me, okay? So we're going to take a few deep breaths together and I'm going to go through and I'm actually going to name five things I'm really thankful for in this moment. Um, and as I name them, I want you to be thinking about uh, what you're thankful for as well and try to think of five things that you're really thankful for. Um, similar to affirmations, we're going to just say out loud that we're thankful. And if you're at work and you don't want to say out loud that you're thankful, or you're at the grocery store or wherever, um, say it in your head, but we're going to go through this exercise together. So we're going to take a deep breath in and exhale. This time we're going to take in a bigger deep breath in through our nose and deep breathe deep into your belly. And exhale. All right, this time we're going to take a really deep breath in, in through your nose and shrug your shoulders up to your ear. And as you breathe out, drop your shoulders. That's my secret to untensing my shoulders during the week. Now for the five things I were thankful for. So the first thing that I'm thankful for is my health. Um, I've had some, we'll just call them hills and valleys uh, in the past couple of years with my health. And and today I'm really thankful for where my health is. Uh, I want you to think about something that you're really thankful for as well. Uh, The second thing that I'm thankful for uh, is my husband. He is just like an amazing person and is extremely patient, uh, especially when I'm not patient. Um, um, the third thing that I'm thankful for is to be in a position where I am surrounded by love and by loved ones. Um, I'm still like, I'm just very thankful to to be able to have that because I know not everybody does. So the third thing I'm thankful for is to be surrounded by love. Um, the fourth thing I'm thankful for is my mom. Um, very thankful for her and uh, just the relationship that we have and that she is healthy 
and um, healthy yet and and thriving. <laughs> and the fifth thing that I'm thankful for um, is uh, is this podcast. If I'm being honest and everybody that listens to it. So this podcast is something that I'm extremely passionate about. And like, this is, it feels like home to me, even though I record it virtually. Um, but it is just like being, it's been really a blessing to be able to meet the people that I've met, to make the connections that I've made, to learn. Um, so that's, a, that's a fifth thing that I'm thankful for. Um, and yeah, this, I'm just going to throw one more in there. I'm really thankful that I have a job right now because it's crazy out there. Um, so that's my five things. I hope that you're thinking of five things that you're really th- thankful for. Um, there are a lot of great gratitude journals out there. Um, if you're interested or if you just want, if you like this exercise, let me know. Shoot me a DM in, in, in Instagram and let me know if you love it. I mean, you can let me know if you hate it too. That's okay too. But hopefully, hopefully, (laughs) hopefully that centers you. And if you, if you are like me and feeling anxious today, hopefully that will um, center you a little bit and remind you to be present and and thankful for some of the things that we have right here, right now. Now let's get into what, what is the delay? Like what has been the delay on, on my end Um, as far as releasing episodes of Black Girls Have Anxiety too. Um, I'm going to give y'all a little life update. And I know with, with the episodes, I, I really pour into my guests usually. And I, and I really try to create a space for them and try to help them tell their stories. And um, I know that I have not really centered myself in this podcast in the way that I'm going to do today. Um, and that's okay. That's that's been a purposeful thing because I want to make sure everybody that comes on has room to tell their stories. I share a little bit here and there. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna let y'all know. So life has been lifing. It has really been doing its thing. And I mean that in uh wow. I, I mean that in uh in a way that it has been a roller coaster. F- of ups and downs, just like more than usual. Like Mercury must be in retrograde. I don't know what she's doing, but I need her to move into the next, if it's not retrograde, I don't know what it is, but um, I need Mercury to do something different because (laughs) it has been a little crazy. Um, And when I say it's been a roller coaster, it has truly been really high highs and some lows and uh again going back to gratitude i know that things could always be worse um but i am not the person to uh to say well life could be worse like you you could be like outside with no food yes this is very possible but i am not the one to discredit anybody's uh stress or um wherever they're at in life uh like i'm the i'm the friend that you can come in and say you're having a bad day and, you know, your leg doesn't need to be falling off for you to have a bad day. Like you're allowed to have a bad day, um, regardless of what your situation is. Anyways, I say that to say, um, so February, I'm gonna just run it back for y'all a little bit. February, uh, I went home for what was supposed to be a couple of weeks in home is Las Vegas. For those of y'all that don't know, West Coast, baby, 
Um, I do live in Florida now. So yeah, that's happening. Um, don't ask me why our state is doing all the crazy things that, that we do. Um, it's, it's just weird out here. I don't know. I'm from the West coast. We don't do stuff like this, but, um, so I went home to Vegas and I went home to celebrate, uh, one of my really good friends birthday. If you guys have listened to, uh, the episode with Kiki or everybody else knows her as Kiara Bellin, um, She's a really good friend of mine. Uh, basically my little sister. And uh, she had a birthday back in March. And uh, my husband and I flew down to celebrate with a bunch of her other friends. It was a beautiful, beautiful weekend. Like probably one of the best weekends um, that I've had in a really long time. Um, I love house music. And it was pretty much just like a house music festival uh, that we went to at night and like did these beautiful dinners during the day. And it was just a magical experience. Shout out to Kiki. Um, she's amazing. If you are not following her on Instagram, go follow her at the Kiara Bellin on Instagram. Um, a few days after being home, um, I think it was like a Tuesday or Wednesday, my mom who had been in a lot of pain when I got to Vegas and had been in a lot of pain for a couple months at that point. Um, she had some major hip pain going on, um, had been getting like, I know I'm going into this, but she doesn't mind if I share, uh, she had been getting like cortisone shots and all that. Um, and this is maybe like four or five days after me being at home. Um, I'm staying of course with my mom and she comes home and, and says, well, I just left the doctor and he said, I need a hip replacement like now. Um, so of course my brain is like, okay, what do we need to do next? How do we prepare? Cause that's how my brain works. Um, so my two week stay at my mom's house turned into a, uh, two month stay. So, and I'm really thankful. Number one, going back to gratitude, even when I'm stressed, um, I'm really thankful that, that my mom is, my mom takes really great care of herself. Um, she is in like stupid shape, like even with a new hip, she could probably still outrun me. Um, but she, I'm really thankful that she has the means to be able to get the surgery and the help that she needs. And I'm also really thankful that I'm in a place right now uh, where I can move around with work and I work remotely and be able to take time off. Thankful that I have had the re really good support and being able to take time off to look after her and make sure she's like cared for and is, is recovering well. So I'm, I'm extremely thankful to be in that position. Um, so my, I turned into, you know, for all focus went on onto my mom at that point. And, you know, in all transparency, I tried to continue to record while I was in Vegas. Um, had, I have two amazing guests that I just cannot wait to share episodes with you. Um, one episode was just a little, I mean, so many technical difficulties on my end and only to find out the um, the file was corrupt when I went to download it. So that happened. And then another episode that I was super excited to record, the Wi-Fi just wasn't doing what it was supposed to do. So I just took that as I need to take a break, release episodes that I have um, and uh, really focus in on my mom. Um so as a quick update, my mom is doing really, really well. She's like six or seven weeks out of her surgery. 
she's not using a walker anymore. She's not using cane. The doctor said that she's, you know, as of last week, she didn't need a cane. So she's doing really, really well. And I'm again, really, really thankful that uh, she takes really good care of herself and is, she's all about the recovery. Um, And I'm glad I was able to be there with her and stay in the hospital with her and um, make sure she's, make sure she's good. Um, When, I'm in positions like that. I really put my my whole focus onto like caring for whoever needs to be cared for at that time and that and at the time that was my mom. And and I was I felt like I was getting sick at some point, so I thought, okay, I don't have covid, check that. I'm good. Um I'm probably just like, you know, a lot a lot of traveling um maybe partied a little bit when I got there maybe saw catching up to me and I just kind of pushed it to the side and ignored it and um about a week after my mom got out of the hospital um those of y'all don't know I won't go into it too much right now but I have lung issues um and yeah I was having a lot of trouble breathing and at that point I took my mom to the park wanted to get her out of the house and with the walker and and I was getting out of breath and I'm like what the hell is going on like I'm supposed to be taking care of you and I don't want to tell my mom that I'm not feeling well because I'm taking care of her like she doesn't need to worry about me um anyways gets to the point where I was having a lot of trouble breathing and um kept coughing and like couldn't stop myself from coughing. Anyways, I went to the urgent care, uh, found out I have bronchitis. So I had bronchitis and whew, so now my mom is is recovering and, and, you know, needing a lot of help and support. And I'm also trying to make sure that I'm one, not getting her sick, but also two, taking care of myself. So um, that was kind of like the start of me being very burnt out. Um, work and I won't go into too much as to, you know, like my day-to-day at work, but work started to get a little, um, uh, what's the, what's the politically correct term? I don't know. It started getting crazy. It started to ramp up, um, at a time when I didn't expect it to ramp up and, um, lots of changes have happened since that point. Um, I have like accepted a, a new position with my job and, um, Shortly after that, more changes were made that that uh like took me by surprise. Let's just say that. So um yeah, when when you start like re- doing the whole reduction in staff movements, it can get really stressful because people that you really care about and that you've grown to really like. And I'm not the person that gets close to people that I work with, but I am fortunate enough to to have been a part of a really amazing team and um, had like a really great, 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 uh, great leaders in place. And so when shifts like that happen, it's, it's a little jarring. Um, and so now I'm in a whole new space, which I, again, I'm really thankful for. Um, but all the changes that happen, it's like one thing after another. So, um, and then like two days after that, I was on a plane to Costa Rica. So again, I think that's what, when I, when I say it's been a roller coaster, it truly has been like ups then downs, then ups, you know, like my mom getting, getting better quickly and, and having like all of her follow-ups go well, that's definitely like an up. And then this happened and we went down and then I went to Costa Rica with my husband for a wedding. It was 
amazing. Like my friend flew out for the end of the trip. Um, my husband's brother was there. Like it was just a time and it was like, it felt very peaceful. It felt like I, and I completely, y'all, when you take a vacation, if you have the opportunity to completely unplug, like if you are in a position to completely like ignore everybody that, that you work with, and make sure all your stuff is covered and you can leave without touching the phone or just doing it very minimally, um, do it because uh, like we deserve it. And I needed every moment of that vacation. It was an amazing vacation. I need to post more uh, stuff on my, on my Instagram. Maybe I'll do that this weekend, but that was amazing. Amazing trip. Um, and super thankful that we did that. Never, that was my first time in Costa Rica. So uh, highly recommended. Then I got back. And by that point, I had missed a couple of weeks of the podcast. I did, wasn't making a lot of content, um, kind of was thrust into getting ready to switch into my new role at work. And it was like, okay, vacation's over, right back to it. And I... Honestly, life-wise, everything. I also had some like I'm trying to figure out medical stuff going on. Um doctors kind of like not kind of like leaving me high and dry. Um <laughs> that all kind of like came crashing down. And I kind of got sick again. Like I I was starting to like I got back to Tampa, um worked a couple days and I'm like man I'm starting to feel the same bronchitis ish feeling that I was feeling before um thank god I wasn't sick didn't have covid or anything um but all in all got to a point where I can say that I was really burnt out and I'm I'm trying to move out of that burned out stage right now um and I'll talk a little bit about like what I'm doing to do that but yeah, I knew I was burnt out. I had, um, was just dropping the ball in places, uh, not necessarily at work. Um, but I, for the podcast in particular, um, you know, I I had a whole plan to do interviews and recordings and I was, I can own that I was dropping the ball in certain places. And I had to say, you know, I'm going to push some of these things back and it might sound crazy, but I got, I have a lot of guilt and shame around like, having to own up and say, you know, I might, I might've bitten off more than I can chew. And I need to actually give myself some time to get acquainted with this new role. Um, make sure that uh, I'm getting enough sleep, make sure that I'm leaving enough time to do these things. Um, and honestly, uh, at some point in the summer, I would like to get some help with this podcast as far as a virtual assistant or what have you. Um, but yeah, to anybody else that's feeling the same, um, I, I'm, I'm here with you. Uh, I'm here with you. You're not alone. Um, now that I've gotten that out, um, I'm trying to get past the shame of not being able to get episodes out as quickly as I usually do. And, um, you know, I want to get them out quickly. I want them at, not quickly. I want to get these, these out on time. And I realized I could not do that, um, at this point. And like I said, this is my first <laughs> solo episode. Um, so if you, I, 
I this is my first solo episode and so even this I've been putting this off because I'm like man maybe I'll just like record I'll find somebody to record with this weekend and usually I'm like 10 episodes you know I have a bunch of episodes in the queue ready to publish. And I feel like, man, am I at square one? I'm I'm like, I'm failing this. I'm failing the people that, that listen to this uh, podcast and I'm failing myself. I'm a perfectionist. Like I'm also a Capricorn. So that might explain a lot um, if you're into astrology. <laughs> um, but I had to really get rid of some of that guilt and shame um, and guilt around like missing things, b- being late for phone calls because I'm, doing lots of work stuff, doing it later than I had planned, um, managing, working in different time zones. Um, I actually missed my therapy session. And that's when I was like, okay, girl, you, you need to relax and get it together. Um, so, and I was also kind of like doing mental health, doing my own mental health check-ins, like, how am I feeling? How am I feeling in my body? How am I feeling about like what's going on in life right now? Um, and I was like, man, I feel like I'm t- I'm kind of like slipping into a depression, but it doesn't feel quite like the usual depression. Um, and I the I was really looking forward to talking to my therapist about this, and somehow the seven o'clock time in my head was eight, um, and I missed the appointment. So I guess I. I could see that something was, there was a shift happening in my own mental health. Um, and like I said, I missed my therapy appointment. I'm going to go back tomorrow, but uh, I realized now I need a little bit of extra support right now. I need a little bit of extra help and I need a little bit of extra time to put this podcast out for you all. So I was doing weekly episodes and man, I was on a roll for for a while doing during doing weekly episodes um i have made the executive decision to uh go back to bi-weekly episodes at least for this summer um if i'm going to put out episodes i want them to be high quality i want them to be meaningful i don't want them to be rushed um and so i will be moving to bi-weekly episodes for this summer um, and then I'll let you guys know at the end of the summer, if it's going to stay like that, hopefully not. Um, hopefully by that time we'll be able to move into weekly, but if I'm not able to move into weekly, I'll let y'all know that too. But as of right now, I'm going to go back to dropping episodes every two weeks. Um, hopefully y'all are, y'all are okay with that. <laughs> Make sure your notifications, notifications are on. Um, but yeah, so that, that is just a quick check-in. Um, I have uh I'm going to I'm going to talk a little bit about stress and for those of you that are consistent listeners to the podcast um I need to give y'all a name I I really don't know what to name this community but one of these days I'll figure it out it'll come to me um but I usually I've been doing like what's the psych tea and that's been uh a segment that I've been doing so I'm going to actually do it today and uh, and we are going to talk a little bit about a little bit about uh stress because I mean it's par for the course. I mean, I'm talking about stress today. So 
stress. So I'm going to talk about some of the signs and symptoms of stress and also some of the effects that it has, um, particularly on your mental health, but just on your body overall. Um, and I guess I can talk a little bit about when I'm really stressed, what I feel, and we can, we can kind of jump into this. So for me, when I'm stressed, I feel, um, I have headaches. Um, I get really, really tired, tired, and I wake up really tired, even if I've slept for 10 hours. Um, and that's kind of like where the, the line gets gray for me. Cause I do the same thing when I get really depressed, I sleep a lot. And then I'm also still very fatigued when I wake up. Um, I have a lot of, I struggle a lot to concentrate, um, but I can get things done quickly. But when I'm stressed, the concentration is, is not great. And I'm even more indecisive than I usually am. Um, I also get super irritable and with things that just don't warrant me being irritated at. Um, sometimes my heart races, um, but I'm going to go to, I've got this article up here and I'm going to just talk a little bit about the, the effects at long-term stress. So of course, stress is, is good. It's, it's needed. It's necessary for your body to have a certain amount of stress as part of your normal daily life. It's like part of survival, um, but it's long-term stress um, that can actually increase the risk of mental health problems. And that includes anxiety and depression um, it can also increase, increase the, uh, the risk of using, uh, substances or uh, using more substances, um, sleep problems, pain, um, muscle tension. That's another one that I experience a lot of shoulder tension, back tension, like weird soreness, jog it sore. Um, and it can also increase, um, uh, it can give you stomach issues, if you're like me, you get a stomach ache when you get really stressed and it's hard to like unknot your stomach, um, a weakened immune system. And so I think that's part of the reason why I kept getting sick the past couple months. Um, difficulty conceiving, as y'all know, I'm trying to have kids and I do not have children yet. So I feel like that's plays a part in it. Um, there's a lot of other stuff going on with me, but that is a part of, um, you know, some of the medical problems that can come with long-term high stress. Um, others include high blood pressure, cardiovascular disease, and stroke. And then as far as the signs and symptoms um, that are related to stress, so they could be in a few different categories. So the first is cognitive. So that's like thinking related. Um, the second is emotional the third is physical and the fourth is behavioral. So it can kind of range from having a mild uh, effect on you or it can be quite severe. So some of the cognitive or brain-related thinking, uh, the brain-related uh, symptoms that come along with stress are memory problems, difficulty concentrating, negativity or lack of self-confidence. That's another one I experience. Um, constant worrying. I have anxiety, so that's my day-to-day. Um, and then the last is difficulty making decisions. Um, and then some emotional in- symptoms of s- stress uh, are moodiness, um, being really irritable. So for me, that's snapping when there's no need to snap or like needing to go off camera on Zoom because you're just like, mm, 
making faces you know, that you wouldn't normally make at that time. Things that irritate you just don't usually like when I'm complaining about work, that's when I know I'm irritated because honestly, work is work. And then like I can move on with my life and focus on home stuff and really focus on podcasts on my podcast. But um, yeah, try to. I think it's good to like do a self check in to see when do you get irritated and does it happen more when you are stressed um, or do you just get more nonchalant and you're just like, I don't really care. Um, more emotional symptoms of stress are feeling hopelessness, helpless, feeling apprehensive or anxious or nervous, um, feeling depressed, uh, unhappy or guilty feeling agitated or unable to relax. And the unable to relax part is really big for me as well because I feel stressed and I feel like I feel like I'm in a game of Tetris and there's just like stuff keeps falling from the sky and I'm trying to like move the stuff to the right places as it's falling from the sky. And yeah, that's how stress feels for me. Um, and it's like you are almost, almost like gonna fall behind like one of the blocks is about to like, you know, that sound the Tetris game used to make. That's how it feels is I'm trying to like, I'm, life is a game of Tetris and I'm putting stuff in the right places. So <clears throat> that inability to relax is really big for me. Uh, physical symptoms, headaches, muscle tension, stomach problems, um, nausea, diarrhea, or vomiting. If you're like me, I, I get nauseous. Uh, I get nauseous during my period. I get nauseous before my period and I get nauseous when I'm really stressed. Are y'all seeing the gut brain connection with me? It's really, really like, it's very connected for me. Um, if I'm stressed, my stomach hurts. If I'm in a bad situation, my stomach hurts as in like, I also think that's a spiritual thing and ancestors saying like, you need to get the hell out of there. Um, <laughs> but uh, my stomach is, my stomach really just talks. It definitely talks to me. It's my second brain. Shout out to Camila. Go back a couple episodes and listen to uh, your second brain. If you want to hear about your gut connections to your your brain. Um, Anyways, other physical symptoms, rapid heart rate, high blood pressure, loss of sex drive. That's a big one. And fatigue. Some behavioral symptoms. um, And this one is, is, I found to be super interesting. So some behavioral symptoms um, include things that we kind of can associate with stress, nail biting, um, that's something like, especially when you see little kids and they're biting their nails, um, you're like, okay, what's going on? Are you nervous? What's happening? Um, also teeth grinding, tapping your foot. Now, of course, if you do these things every day, this is your everyday behavior. But if this is something that's coming up, it may be good to kind of check in with yourself. Like, am I stressed? What am I stressed about? Why am I biting my nails? Um, social withdrawal, changes in eating and sleep or sleeping patterns, um, increased use of caffeine, cigarettes, alcohol, or other j- drugs, um, a neglect of family or work responsibilities, and a decline in performance or productivity. So I think for anybody else, when there's like that feeling of high pressure or lots of demands, like, um, or just like a survival thing where there's a threat to your well-being or you're like fearful of not having what you need or losing your job or not having enough for your kids or yourself or your family, whatever it may be, all of those things could induce stress. So it, it goes all the, it spans the gamut of like 
a stressful a stressful situation could be like you're in a very crowded subway and you don't like crowds right that's a stressful situation but it also goes all the way to having like an unsafe place to live and that's a super stressful situation so all of them count all of them um and when i say count i mean Yes, there's a different type of stress at one end of the spectrum and then stress happening at the other end of at the end at the other I can speak y'all at the other end of the spectrum, but stress that you're experiencing is valid regardless of what triggered it. I just want y'all to sit with that for a second. Um the other thing that I wanted to talk a little bit about is burnout. Um so With burnout, um, again, I mentioned that I was feeling like, am I teeter-tottering into a depression? I don't know. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. And um, I felt like I, and I think I told my husband, I was like, I feel like I'm on the cusp. Like I'm at the very edge of the, the, uh, the hole that is depression. And I'm just kind of like sitting on the edge, dangling my legs. That's where I felt like I was. Um, and interestingly enough, uh, I kept getting this phone call from my insurance company. And of course I'm like, I'm busy. I got stuff to do. Uh, I got a bunch of stuff to do. I cannot answer this phone call. And I felt like something in me was like, just answer the phone. Like this is answer the phone, um, and see what they need, see what they're looking for. Um, so I answer the phone. And they tell me about this eight-week program that they have just started. And uh, that program is basically a mental health and behavioral health support program. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm glad I answered. Tell me more. So um, in addition to having my regular therapist, um, I was like, I'm not going to say no to help. Why not? So as of Monday, I have just started, I enrolled in that program. I did the whole intake and I'm about to tell y'all a little bit about how that went in case anybody has not done, signed up for therapy, just so you kind of know what to expect. But I uh, signed up for this program and basically it includes one meeting with a therapist um, that they appoint you. Uh, The only thing I could choose was gender. So that's a little frustrating because you go on psychology today, or when I'm looking for my own therapist, I can filter and and look for somebody very specific to what I'm looking for. But, you know, beggars can be choosers. So I'm gonna take what I can get. Uh, I'm assigned a therapist. I'm also designed, uh, assigned a behavioral health counselor that I'm going to speak to every week for the next eight weeks. And so um, with my main therapist, my focus is really mental health maintenance and managing my anxiety um, and managing uh, different relationships in my life um, and just having tools to help navigate that um, and help manage my anxiety. And for this program, um, I, I, I chose to be in the anxiety specific support program for obvious reasons. Um, but I actually chose to focus on a major life shift that it, that has happened or is happening for me. And that is 
me being 33 with and married with no kids and uh, removing the expectation that I had of what my life was going to look like at this age and what our, my husband's and I's life was, you know, supposed to, and I've got air quotes, supposed to look like at this point, because that's what we had planned. And because my uterus is just doing like jumping jacks half the time and doesn't know what she's doing and endometriosis is doing what it does. Um, I have not been able to have, to conceive or have, have kids. Uh, I've never been pregnant either. So um, I'm ne- I need to get used to, I need to, I am working on trying to get to a point where I can uh, not only accept that this may not be a part of our future, but to now illustrate a whole new life and what that would look like without kids in it. Um, at least without kids that, that I am not, you know, I'm not having kids if, if I can't have kids. Um, so that's been really, really tough for me. And, and I, actually really like the person they assigned to me because during the intake, when she asked, you know, what do you want to focus on? Um, which I appreciated her asking me that. Uh, I told her that and she goes, oh, so you are going through a grieving process. And I was like, no, I've never been pregnant. Like I haven't, no, I'm not going through a grieving process. And she said, well, you're grieving this life that you thought that you were going to have. You, you are still here and living and and you your you and your husband are still together um but this life that you had planned for each other may no longer happen actually it hasn't happened you know for a period of time for a few years and so as you kind of start to accept this reality um it is a grieving process for what you thought life would be like at this point Um, And I was like, okay, you're good. Okay. I see what you did there. Uh, And I, that, that has really stuck with me. And I think it's also kind of validated a lot of the feelings that I've been going through, Um, but it's not easier. It's not easy uh, being at this point. And um, especially when you're 33 and the doctors aren't very nice about like, girl, you are old. You, you don't have kids or not. I am fine being 33 and I feel like I'm, you know, aging like, like fine wine. So as we all are, but and aging is not something that scares me, but I think that, uh, having such a big timer on my uterus, uh, is, is nerve wracking and it puts a lot of pressure on me. And I think it's just always, not even in the back of my mind, but it's somewhere near the forefront of my mind every day. And so, yeah, starting to accept that that is not, that may not be my reality and maybe starting to, I'm hoping we kind of go through maybe the steps of grief. I don't know how it's going to go, but I'm going to check in with y'all and let y'all know how, how that is going. Um, quick, quick, um, kind of letting you guys know what the intake looked like for me in this particular situation. So it is virtual, um, the first appointment was just a phone call and she did the full list of like the intake form questions. Um, it wasn't triggering for me, but I will just give a heads up that 
if you are going to therapy or you're going to sign up for therapy and you've never done it before, um, I would ask if they're going to do an intake session and what that intake session looks like. Um, I think because I've been in therapy a couple of times now, or I've had a couple of different therapists in the past couple of years, I kind of knew what to expect. I knew the gamut of questions that they were going to go down, but there are some uh, very, uh, very, uh, very triggering questions that they ask you as far as like, um, have you ever been suicidal? Do you want to hurt somebody right now? Um, has there ever been a point in your life where you felt like you were unsafe? And I think because I knew these questions, I had an idea of what questions they were going to ask me. I kind of knew the answers and I was also on my lunch break. So I was like, okay, here we go. Get these questions out quick. Like (laughs) my time is, my time is of the essence right now, but I want to just like give everybody a heads up that if you have not done therapy before and you are getting ready to try it, um, ask what the intake looks like. Ask if it's a form, ask if it's a phone call, ask if it's going to happen in that first session um, and ask what's, you know, maybe some of those questions uh, that are going to be asked, because I know for some people, the uh, hurdle to getting into therapy is actually asking, uh, is actually uh, some of the trauma that's revived when you go see a new therapist. I know that's a big hindrance for a lot of people. um, And that's not, Every type of therapy does not do that. But if your therapist does, sometimes it's good to have a heads up. Maybe don't do it at lunchtime. Maybe do it at a different time, just in case you get triggered and you don't have to hop into a meeting with your boss right after. So just my little two cents. Um, so going into burnout really quickly, um, I know that I mentioned that I'm burnt out. I'm feeling burnt out. And I want to just take a quick moment to um, make the difference, uh, between or point out the difference between being burnt out and being depressed. Because like I said, I thought I was depressed and interesting enough, I did the intake form. And because it's with the insurance, they do all these like measurements and stuff. And she was like, okay, just letting you know, based on the points that, you know, based on the questions that you've answered here today, you are very low on the depression scale and you are very high stress. So as of right now, based on the questions, you are extremely stressed, but it is unlikely that you are depressed. And I was like, okay, that's how I feel. Um, And being burnt out, the main difference between being burnt out and being depressed is that being burnt out is a response to a specific environment, situation, or situations. Um, Whereas causes of depression are much broader in general Um, And I read this, and I'll throw the article in the description, but I read this article that said uh, the scientists broke down the difference in this particular scenario. So, and I'll use Costa Rica, my, my trip to Costa Rica as an example. So you book a vacation, you know, get on the plane to get to Costa Rica. Literally when I landed in Costa Rica, I was like, oh, okay, weight off my shoulders. I feel good. I don't feel stressed anymore. I don't feel like that depression is lingering over me. Like I feel refreshed. I'm breathing in the Costa Rican air. I feel like a Costa Rican, you know? Yeah. That's how I felt. I felt great. I was drinking little, you know, uh, 
I wasn't really drinking a lot, but I was drinking a little Pisco's. Pisco's, if you're from Costa Rica or you've been there, you know what I'm talking about. But I was feeling great. I was with the people that I love. um, And I just had a really great time. And I can say that I was present throughout all of it. Um, Now, if I was, when you're burnt out, once you're removed from that situation that is burning you out um, or those situations that are burning you out. And for some people that may just be like, your kids are burning you out. Your job is burning you out. It may be a combination of two. It may be your spouse is burning you out. Maybe your family is burning you out, whatever it may be. But once you're removed from that situation, you do not feel those feelings anymore. They start to lift off of you. And like I mentioned, as soon as I got home, the feelings came back. The difference is when you are depressed, had I gone to Costa Rica and been depressed, I would have been depressed during the vacation. It would have been a lot harder for me to be present and enjoy, truly enjoy those moments because I would be depressed. And depression doesn't really care if you are in Costa Rica living your best life. Depression is still going to be there. But being burnt out is completely different um, and is really tied to a certain situation. And I think that's why like staycations, vacations, even just like an hour away (laughs) by yourself um, makes such a difference when you change your environment uh, when it comes to being burnt out. Um, So all in all, that is, I I hope if anybody else is is feeling like that, um, you're not alone. And uh, I'm I'm as you can see actively working on uh, getting out of that. And before we before I wrap up, I want to just get into how I am restocking my coping toolbox. And for me, that is a few things. Uh, that's getting another therapist. Uh, and even if it's only for eight weeks, we're going to get that free support, call your insurance and see if they have any free programs going on, um, or discounted programs going on. Cause your girl loves a a free program. I will take it all day. Um, so it's, it's for me, it's therapy. Um, it's been more reading. Um, it's been more time with my friends. Um, it's been more time with my family, with my husband. Um, but it's also been really taking the time when I am by myself to feel like I'm not obligated to do something. Cause I always feel obligated to like, don't waste a moment of your time. Like you can be editing, you can be creating more content. You could uh, be doing more stuff, but you don't always have to do like sometimes just relaxing is doing something very important. It's just taking care of yourself. Um, Meditating has been one that I've been really working on and it has been helping a lot. Uh, when I realize when I don't meditate, you, and I only meditate for like five minutes. I'm, I haven't hit 10 yet. They're starting with one minute. Some days I do one minute, some days I do five minutes, but it's um, it's just a nice quiet time for my brain. Um, I'm getting back into hot yoga and, and started just doing free flowing. Uh, when I have my lunch break, I wrap up do a quick, you know, five minutes of just a free flow yoga, just movement. Um, And uh, the other thing is I use uh, this app called Simple. And this doesn't, this has less to do with 
Well, it's really just um, helped support me when it comes to being uh, accountable for what I'm eating. Um, And as somebody who uh, had an eating disorder for a really long time, um, I found it to be really helpful. I can see how some people can uh, may have a different experience, um, but I use the simple app and it's just, uh, it gives me a routine of adding in and kind of being, being responsible, being a little bit more mindful of what, what I'm eating, but also how active I am, um, and not having like calories attached to it. Um, and this is, uh, this is not a promo. This is just me letting y'all know what I'm doing. Um, but I use the simple app, um, and it just, for me, routine, my brain rests with routine. And so that is something that when I start to feel burnt out, stressed, depressed, getting back to, especially anxious, uh, creating a routine or getting back to my routine uh, is super, super helpful. So being able to to use the app just to kind of track, have I eaten in the past four hours? No. Okay. I should probably eat something. Have I moved today? No. Okay. I need to move today. Um, but yes, so that is, thank y'all for sticking with me um, through to the end through this. I, I just want to say, going back to my moment of gratitude, I want to wrap up with another moment of gratitude and say that I'm really thankful for everybody that's listening. Um, everybody that um, continues to listen and continues to share um, I've gotten your messages in the DMs and um, some of y'all have reached out via email. Uh, I think it's super exciting. I know I had somebody reach out and say they actually went to a Breathworks program. Um, that was, I, I just think it's, it's, it's awesome. All I wanted to do with this podcast is help people and spread the word around mental health and, and to start to make people feel comfortable with talking about mental health, but also like tap into what are you feeling? And, and the fact that people not only are listening, but are finding the resources that I'm sharing super helpful. Um, I know we had a few people reach out to, uh, to Camila over at become um, for the, uh, the supplements that, that can uh, support your mental health. Uh, I know people have taken the breathworks classes. So I just want to say a big thank you to everybody that is listening. Um, I appreciate y'all more than you know. Uh, it's going to be at least two weeks before you get another episode. Um, and then, like I said, episodes will be coming out every two weeks. And in the meantime, I am always looking for more people to record with. I am also setting up a program um, where I shout out different uh, mental health practices. So if you're a psychologist, psychiatrist, mental health practitioner, professional, um, and you would like to be shouted out on the episodes, um, hit my emails and I'll, I'll share more information about that later. But if you are just an everyday black girl and you're like, Hey, I love the podcast. I want to share my own story. Um, like, please email me. Like I'm looking for more people. I've had a couple uh, people that have listened, um, email me and we've had great conversations before we've even started the recording. So I always love to meet everybody that, that listens to the episodes. Um, but all in all, I just want to go back and say, thank you so much for sticking with me, stick around. I've got some amazing guests coming up. 
um, this, this summer, we're actually, I'm, I'm just super excited to share with you guys what we have coming up. So you're just going to have to give me a minute to get there, but we're going to get there. In the meantime, there are like 50 plus episodes. So I guarantee you there's probably an episode you haven't heard unless you're my mom and you've heard every single episode, quite possible. I don't know if you have, like, thank you, virtual air hug for you. But if you haven't, go back and listen to some episodes. There's some really awesome episodes. There's actually some guests that I'm looking to bring back on the podcast. But um, And shoot me an email. Let me know if you uh, think about something that you would like for me to talk about on the podcast. And I haven't yet. But thank you so much again. And uh, I look forward to bringing y'all more awesome content soon. Make sure you're following uh, the... Follow us on Instagram at Black Girls Have Anxiety 2, TikTok at Black Girls Have Anxiety 2, um, Twitter at Anxious Black Girls, that's BLK. Um, and then hit me up in the emails if you want to be a guest on the pod and share your own story about your own mental health. That's Black Girls Have Anxiety 2, T O O, at gmail.com. Um, yeah. Well, I hope you enjoy your day, night, whatever it may be. Um, and move forward tomorrow with a moment of gratitude. All right, y'all. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Black Girls Have Anxiety 2. No matter where you are in the world, I really appreciate your support. See you again on the next episode, but until then, follow us on Instagram at Black Girls Have Anxiety 2 and on Twitter at Anxious Black Girls. That's Anxious BLK Girls. And remember, just because you're struggling doesn't mean you have to struggle in silence. The more we talk about it, the more we heal.